When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk to us about your breakout wide receiver that you have. Yeah, when I looked at this wide receiver, I was blown away at what his ADP is right now. And, and it makes some sense because there's just a lot of unknown in Green Bay right now. I talked about it with A.J. Dillon, how Devontae Adams exits in that wide receiver room. And now you just have this void of names that you've heard of, but they haven't been fantasy relevant for quite some time, right? We're talking about Alan Lazard. We're talking about Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, and now enter in rookie Christian Watson. But I think the guy that, that I've heard a lot of buzz about and, and the guy that we saw have some success last year in this offensive system with Aaron Rodgers is Alan Lazard. He's going all the way down at wide receiver wide receiver 54. I feel like he could almost be put as a sleeper at that range. He hasn't shown up to a mandatory minicamp right now because he's trying to dispute his restricted free agent tender. I don't think that lasts forever. Rodgers has already come out and said, hey, Lazard is our guy who's going to have to step up and become that number one since Devontae is gone. So if that's coming from Aaron Rodgers, who has experienced multiple years with Alan Lazard, Christian Watson's a rookie from the FCS level that is already raw to begin with as a prospect. And now we're talking about jumping from FCS to an NFL offense with Aaron Rodgers. I think that might take a little bit of time. Randall Cobb is 33. I get that the rapport is there, but there's not a high ceiling with Randall Cobb and the type of routes he's going to be running. And then we have Sammy Watkin, who who really hasn't been, been fantasy relevant for quite some time. Sorry, Cody Kutzer, but he just hasn't been a guy that we can rely on. So that leaves Alan Lazard. And I know it's like, hey, that leaves Alan Lazard. He scored eight touchdowns last year on 60 targets. I forgot about that until I started doing some more digging. This guy was a touchdown machine. And why did we like Devontae Adams so damn much? It's not because he was super uh, efficient and he's catching um, long bombs and having 16 yards for catch. No, he had volume and he had touchdowns and that's all he needs. So if you tell me Alan Lazard's going to get 18 to 20, maybe even 22% of the target share, Oh, by the way, he had eight touchdowns on 60 targets. Now we blow his targets up to 120-ish around that mark. I definitely see double-digit touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers in his future. If he's the number one guy, like it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is telling him, uh, I don't know. I just see wheels up. And wide receiver 54 is just bonkers to me. I think that's going to rise once he reports to camp, once there is some buzz around him. He could be the number one while Christian Watson's kind of in the wing. But right now, because there's so much unknown in the wide receiver room, he's a massive discount. He's a massive breakout target that I think you guys need to be looking at later in drafts. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and if you look at just kind of what he did, even even despite that, I mean, he had six games last year where he was a top 36 wide receiver. And really, kind of down the stretch from weeks 14 through 18, for those five games, he scored double-digit uh, uh, PPR points in that 20.9 against Chicago, 13.8 against Cleveland, 19.2 against Minnesota, and 24.5 against Detroit. So, you know, he, he did start to come on late last year as well. So, you know, he is kind of the de facto wide receiver one, and it's wild to me that he is not gaining more buzz 
does, considering he is tethered to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, obviously, back-to-back MVP seasons. You know, it's not like he, he's falling off or he doesn't have anything left in the tank. I mean, so it is kind of wild to me that Alan Lazard isn't getting more buzz than what he is. But my guy I'm going to talk about, and this is tough for me because I started the offseason not high because a lot of people were overhyping this guy because of the game he had in the playoffs, right? And I started the year with, like, kind of pushback and, like, oh, you know, he is being overvalued. And just because I kind of felt like, one, we had never really seen him put it all together. Um, I kind of liked the talent, but I knew people were going to overvalue him because of what he did in the playoffs, and that is Gabriel Davis, right? We saw that monster performance he had where he put up eight catches, 201 yards, and four touchdowns for 52.1 fantasy points. And, uh, you know, but the problem is now is we've went through the entire offseason, and they have done nothing to add to this group, right? They, they brought in James and Crowder, if you consider that something, and then they drafted Khalil Shakur in the fifth round, and that's really all that's there. And so he really, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. So he is really kind of, Cole Beasley is gone. So he is like the locked-in number two wide receiver in one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. So it's really hard not to like Gabriel Davis. And if you kind of look at some of the, the numbers for him as well, you know, last year he did only have 63 targets, 11% target share, but he was eighth in average depth of target, 17 red zone targets for him. And over the past two seasons, he is top five in end zone targets over the last two seasons and top five in yards per reception. Um, 13 touchdowns over the last two seasons. And he kind of has some like Des Bryant type trajectory because if you kind of look at Des, he was kind of the same way. Each year he kind of got a little bit better until he obviously went on that great run that he had. I'm not saying he's going to be Des Bryant. That That is kind of where Gabriel Davis is at, right? Gabriel Davis now is in line to be the number two wide receiver here. I have seen some outlandish takes from some people, though, saying that he is going to be the wide receiver one on this team by the end of the year. Stop with that. That's ridiculous. He's not better than Stefan Diggs. He's not going to outproduce Stefan Diggs this year. I don't see that happening. Regardless of that, I definitely think we could be seeing a, a wide receiver here that by the end of the year is a top 15 wide receiver. And I don't think that's it's all that, that hot, especially when you have Josh Allen as your quarterback. So, Yeah, I honestly think offseason buzz will lean towards other players and it will actually push him down. Obviously, the reason he's going so high is he had that fantastic playoff game as well. It was the last game we saw the Bills play, right? When you see that, it's, it's fantastic, and now he's going to be the number two. That's why people are pushing him up, and I think rightfully so. One thing I, I don't know if we really dug into, his targets were 62 his rookie year and 63 this last year. He has not gotten volume yet. He has not gotten any type of volume. Like That's wide receiver three on an offense that only passes 500 and. 10 times like that's bad numbers you're telling me we have a team that's probably going to be top three in passing attempts they're going to throw it probably near 600 times with josh allen who is a down the field thrower and he has a fantastic touchdown rate the last two years like this guy had seven touchdowns his rookie year six touchdowns this last year on only 60 targets each season 13 touchdowns on 120 targets that that's bonkers and so i would say that doesn't keep pace but that's fine because if he gets near 100 targets, he's still going to be near a double-digit guy. And especially because his yards per reception is 17.1 his rookie year, 15.7 the second year. Like he is getting down the field. So he's efficient with his targets and he's a touchdown threat. That That's just what you want in a wide receiver going at wide receiver 30, right? What can I get at my wide receiver three? Oh, I want a high ceiling. Tell me who's going to be better in that wide receiver range than Gabe Davis. I just think it's a fantastic value for him for what you can get. Sure, there's going to be some dud weeks, but you have that with all wide receivers. There's really not a higher ceiling for that level of player. 
Totally agree. And, you know, I, I, you want players tethered to good quarterbacks and a, and a good team on high, high passing volume teams as well. Right. So the, the volume is definitely going to be there for him. So I, I, I've come around on Gabe Davis. I, I push back a little bit because whenever everybody starts to hype up a, a certain player, you know, especially after one game, uh, I, I get a little bit um, hesitant because at one point he was actually going higher than that. So he's kind of fallen a little bit in terms of ADP. Yeah, and I'm looking here, uh, Fantasy Pros ADP for PPR. He's down there at wide receiver 36. Like I said before, I think he just drops because you're going to start to see hype from like Allen Robinson with the Rams, right, catching passes from Super Bowl champion Matt Stafford. You're going to see Juju, right? You're high on Juju. He's going to jump above him. He's below him right now. Rashad Bateman's below him. You know Rashad Bateman as the number one in Baltimore is going to jump above him. Uh, if Robert Woods is healthy, can he be the number one for Tennessee? Like Drake London, there, there's a lot of more flashier names right now than when you're like, hey, he caught four touchdowns in a playoff game that didn't matter to me in fantasy. That happened way back in in January. Like people are gonna start to lean towards all of these camp hype rookies, people getting healthy, people catching passes. Like, I just think his value is gonna get even better. So you're saying wide receiver 30. I'm saying wide receiver 36. I will transition to my final player here. I'm going to the tight end room. Yes, we talk tight ends here at TFA, and that's Cole Komet. And I know it's no secret that everybody knows he didn't score any touchdowns last year and there's going to be some regression there. And I think that's still important to state, right? He is going to have uh, better touchdown luck than the zero he caught on over 65 targets. So he's he basically him and Darnell Mooney. I think you said it with Justin Fields, right? We have Darnell Mooney. We have David Montgomery catching some passes. I think he's a better pass catcher than some people give him credit for. And then we have Cole Clement as that big uh, red zone target, right? Darnell Mooney isn't a big uh, target. Uh, David Montgomery isn't catching a ton of receiving touchdowns. Who's going to catch a lot of these? It's probably going to be Cole Komet. And I think him being one of the only options, proven options for Justin Fields, I think he's also going to have a decent target share where he can get 80 to 85, maybe even 90 targets in this offense, which is really good for a tight end. He's going all the way down at tight end 15. So he's not even a, uh, if you're drafting one tight end, you you're, you have 12 teams in the league. He might not even be drafted in some leagues. And I think this is a guy, if you want to punt on this position, take all these other guys, absolutely stack up running back, wide receiver, get your quarterback. You can snag Cole Komet in one of your last rounds. And I think he's going to be a top 12 guy and, and flirt kind of with that top eight. I really think that top seven or eight is where you get some separation from just your, hey, did you get a touchdown with your 40 yards, right? I think he can be that guy that he maybe averages 40, 45 yards, but then he has seven-ish touchdowns, eight-ish touchdowns, where he's actually setting himself up. Maybe Dawson Knox-like uh, in that in that type of uh, vein. And so I think Cole Komet is really an underrated option that can be this breakout in his year three. We haven't even talked about year three, right? Year three is that breakout for tight end. We've seen it time and time again. And I think Cole Komet is right there on the cusp. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a guy that everybody's talking about this offseason. He's kind yep. of in the kind of the go-to uh, sleeper tight end, which I'm like, can we kind of stop calling him a sleeper? He's not a sleeper anymore, guys, okay? Like, everybody's talking about him. He's not a sleeper. But anyways, uh, I, I do like him as an option. You know, I, I guess I'm all in on the on the Bears' offense this offseason because I've hyped up Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, Justin Fields. Like, I'm just all in on, get, on the Bears, apparently. Get your season tickets for Soldier Field. You're, you're going yeah, to a Bear down, game. baby. Bear down. <laughs> You know, Ryan, Ryan Williams will love that. Um, anyways, I'm going to talk about my last guy so we can get out of here and wrap this thing up. And that is David Njoku. One, shockingly, I, I was not expecting to see a four-year, $54 million contract coming for David Njoku. 
But I will say that this is excellent for David and Joku because they cut uh they, they cut Austin Hooper. So now it's just him and Harrison Bryant. And obviously we know Deshaun Watson is going to be the, the quarterback there whenever that is. We don't know the 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 extent of the suspension he's going to get. We'll probably find that out here. Probably, I would assume, before training camp. I don't think they're going to let Sean Watt show up training camp without knowing whatever suspension is coming for him. And so, you know, depending on whatever that is, you know, we will adjust from there. But David and Joku right now tied in 18 off the board. And listen, this guy is still super explosive. One of the most explosive, best athletic tight end there is in the league right now. And, you know, you know he has been in the league crazy, I guess, it's what, 2017. Uh, I kind of forgot he's been in the league for that long. But um, he's never really truly broken out. But it's also one, he's been in an offense that has always been, you know, with no quarterback or Baker Mayfield being at quarterback and a team that really wants to run the rock. But now you actually get a legit quarterback here with Deshaun Watson, pair him. You know, obviously Amari Cooper is there, but then there's a lot of unknowns past these guys. And so, you know, David Njoku last year, 53 targets, 11% target share. He was only 25th in routes run. Uh, 36 receptions, 475 yards, four touchdowns. He did have that monster game, I think, where he had over 100 yards and a couple touchdowns last year for like 27 fantasy points. But overall, 16th in yards after uh, yards after the catch, uh, 12th in yards per route run, and he was seventh uh, with a 121.2 QB rating when targeted, uh, which was seventh amongst among all tight ends. So there is uh, lots of like here with David Njoku. Still super athletic, a guy that you can kind of count on. And, it, you know, it, once Deshaun Watson's there, I mean, this offense, like I said, I do think this offense is going to be much more much more pass-heavy. So David Njoku, if you're looking for a late-round tight end, tight end 18 off the board, give me that all day. I've been taking him in underdog uh, fantasy drafts, best ball drafts, and, uh, you know, He's going to be one of the guys that I'm going to be looking at taking. If I if I don't get uh, if I don't take a Travis Kelsey or a Mark Andrews, all I really once I get to Dalton Schultz for me, if I don't get one of those guys, you know, everybody uh, you know Kyle Pitts, you know Mark Andrews, Kyle Kelsey or Dalton Schultz, I'm going to wait on tight end, and I'm going to take David and Joku and, and see how this thing works out because the the talent, the athleticism is 100 still there. Sometimes it takes these guys a little bit longer to put it all together. We kind of saw a little flash of it. I think his second year in the league, but I think he puts it all together this year. Give me David and Joku as a break a breakout guy this year, and it's going to finish the top 12 tight end. I have him at 11 right now in my in my rankings. Yeah, I really like that because I think the big conversation right now they're all fixating on, and, and probably so, is is Deshaun Watson going to be that quarterback? And if so, how many games, right? The, the recent news is definitely something to take into consideration. Um, that's something that we'll probably break down on a separate podcast. We don't have time to dive into all that right now. But there's definitely a question on how many games he plays, if he plays. Um, so that's one piece. But I want to throw that all aside, Kev, because I think one thing that we didn't talk about in this uh, talk about David Njoku that there was 142 targets to the tight ends last year. And that's in a run first offense. They run on a first down, they run on second down. Hell, sometimes they run on third down. 142 targets split between Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant. Now, we know that David Njoku isn't getting all, all 142, but can he get 75? Can he get 80? Like, I think that's a fantastic uh, potential for him when we're talking about where you have to take him at. And if, and if we hear that Watson's suspended for eight-plus games, people are going to be all out. They're going to shut the door on David Njoku. And I don't know if that's quite fair because Austin Hooper, splitting all that time, still had 61 targets, right? Like, I, I get it. That's not fantastic. You're not pounding the table about that. But let's let's just add on 20 
Right? 80 targets for a tight end is going to get you, if you get five or six touchdowns, you're going to be a top 12 tight end. And he's not being drafted there. So I think that's why I really like this breakout because there's the potential with, with Sean Watson. And there's just potential because the room has been cleared out a little bit. So really like that pick. I'm curious on what happens with this situation. Mm-hmm.